this week on the BAMFCAST. We're not gonna lie, a lot of motherfuckers are gonna die. One star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, BAMFCAST. Episode 71. Holy shit. That's a lot of damn episodes. I think I've said that for the last 20 episodes. I think I we've think said that like since we 50. started. Yeah. <laughs> we got to like Holy three, we were like, four. my God, we're How still we doing do more this? than one? So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. Yeah, I'm the beach. And what we do each and every episode of the Banffcast is we hide out in the woods of bad movies. We stalk our prey. We stab it. Watch it die. For And then we come in here and talk about it for about 30 minutes. And then we rate such I don't movie. think we've ever died. We watch it die. Oh, the bad movie, our prey. Yeah, uh, something like that. Then we rate said shitty movie uh, one to five jocks. If it's a good bad movie, an enjoyable bad movie after robot jocks, or it gets one to five bags in the negative sense. Then stay away. As some douchebags after Twilight, Boo. or perhaps Forbidden Zone. So this week to make up. For all the pain and suffering we put on ourselves for Forbidden Zone, Forbidden Zone, and Showgirls, and what we thought was going to be Xanadu, but turns out we had a hell of a time with that. But mm-hmm. anyway, we just decided we had to get back to our wheelhouse. There was too much singing and dancing and pain. God knows what else going on there for a while. So we watched 1987's Deadly Prey. Um, totally redeemed everything. Gonna go oh, ahead yeah. and say you're probably gonna be acquiring this one from the internets in some way because <laughs> oh, yeah. it's VHS only uh, and the only copies I saw floating around because we have the ability to play VHS. We're going for about $50 because it's, you know, apparently very hard to find, I guess, on VHS. <sighs> it's a damn shame. But, you know, that's that's that. And, you know. Why is it all our best movies are on VHS? I don't I know. I have no idea. What is wrong with the world? <sighs> I don't know. That all these awesome movies are out of print. But let's go ahead and get a quick plot summary. And I very mean very quick this time. Plot summary out of the way for Deadly Prey. A group of sadistic mercenaries kidnap people off the streets and set them loose on the grounds of their secret camp so the students at the camp can learn how to track down and kill their prey. Like I said, very quick. One sentence. And this time they picked the wrong prey. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So yeah, this is this is the, the hunted. This becomes is the most dangerous the game. It's the most dangerous game meets Rambo or First Blood, more specifically, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And in all of its low budget 1987 glory. Oh my god! So just oh man, Ted Pryor. My God, what a what a glistening, bemulleted specimen of a man who goes around killing <laughs> hey forty seven people in Vietnam. He was the best. He still is. Yeah. What a box. What he a box just uh, he just kills a lot of people. So basically going through the plot mildly, um, you've got... <sighs> dudes uh, walk into frame. Dudes yeah. die. It starts with a whole bunch Pretty of people much. loading up guns, and they brought their friends, and apparently yeah, they were chasing... I, I honestly thought the whole movie was <laughs> just going to be guys cocking <laughs> guns and... <laughs> Racking shells and yeah, and having casings eject when they probably shouldn't be. I know yeah, that the entire that credit sequence was just it wasn't no no because no, no. It, it was just weird. Yeah. You never see that in a movie. Well, you never see somebody because it was low budget and they were doing multiple takes and they were, I, guess. I guess they couldn't be bothered to unload, put it back in the clip and I don't know what they did. Uh, whatever. Yeah, 
It was just weird. It didn't bother me. So, yeah, weird. basically, as it starts off the credits, every single, you know, you get a different gun or a knife going into a sheath, and then one time, and then it goes to the next name, and this is mm-hmm. what we see through the credits. And then cut to also uh, kind of like a tattered pants man running through the forest, but we see, like, only his feet. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all these guys are like, all right, we're done loading cock, and let's go get this some bitch. And they're just chasing this guy, this kind of overweight dude through the forest and he's just whimpering and screaming don't kill me don't kill me and yeah so they they chase him down and kill him they pretty kill him. easily i think he, he hits one on a guy with a on the head with a rock and yeah mm-hmm. he, he gets one guy by surprise yeah so who they kill for being inept <laughs> yeah. always my favorite like the opposite of never leave a man behind is like mm-hmm. oh you fucked up bam so <laughs> <laughs> you can always tell the good guys from the bad guys yeah so they're like, well, it's easier than going through the whole firing process, you know, sure. exit letter, paperwork, yeah. you know, exit it's interviews. It's always a pain. Yeah. Mercenary HR is nothing to fuck with. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, so they're you like, thought them bitches on the sixth floor were hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they, they've gone through this prey and they're like, shit, we, we haven't learned enough, I guess. So they're like, well, go out and get another guy. And so they're driving around and they're, you know, van that might as well be painted free candy uh on the side and just what about him no he's no good what about him no he doesn't keep his lawn clean enough nope nope and so our our hero mike danton just goes out to take the trash out and uh you know they yeah and he's wearing like a muscle shirt and the thuggers yeah <laughs> which we should point out he wears for most of the movie almost mm-hmm. and uh they're like, hey, guy, can you help us out here? And they act like they're getting, you know, getting directions from him. And guy sneaks around the side of the van and clubs him over the head with a, with a with a collapsible club type of thing. And throw him in the van. And his wife kind of comes running out and goes, oh, God, no. <laughs> Jesus, God, no. But she's not really <laughs> not that really. panicked about it. She's like, huh. huh. There's a van that maybe <laughs> bluish, green, black, white. I, yeah. I don't really know colors. <laughs> because... Yeah, so they drag him off to, uh, we we find out it's 75 miles southeast of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and uh, which it's I think is Mexico, but, you know, <laughs> it's, nah. no, maybe nah. San Diego, but yeah, they're basically just outside of San Diego. Close enough. And um, yeah, so he wakes up and they've taken him down to his Nathuggers, taken his shirt away, taken his shoes away. He may not even have been wearing shoes because he was taking no, the garbage No, he was up. not. Yeah. And then they're like, Run. <laughs> and he manages to get off one of the I'm going to kill all of you. <laughs> well, no, he tells the main bad guy because yeah. he's, he's holding a knife under his chin. Right. There's a lot of tough guy talk in oh, this yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, a lot. And uh, so, yeah, yeah he, but he's like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And then he runs away. Then he runs away. And they start chasing him. And then, like, cut to, like, I, was there even, like, an explanation of time passage? Because they, no, seem, they really. seem to make that 75 miles pretty damn quick because we got to assume they went into L.A. or because mm-hmm. that seems to be the point of reference. He's in like a suburban right. neighborhood. Right, but they make that reference of 75 miles southeast of L.A. Making you, making you think you yeah. came from L.A. So, you know, obviously you got at least an hour's drive, however long it took to wake him up, you know, and mm-hmm. explain to him probably very briefly, like, you're going to be running and we're going to be trying to kill you. And then all of a sudden we cut to a scene where his wife's now picked up the telephone <laughs> at least an hour or two later. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had to, you know, I had to take a shower Maybe. and get my yeah. breakfast. She has changed. Yeah. She's wearing different clothing. Yeah, I had to get my she's breakfast. She's just wearing like and, a negligee. You know, she, I like to do my business in the morning, season. you know, and, you know, 
Oh, I guess maybe I should call the cops, but not just the cops. I'm going to call my re- dad, who's retired police, mm-hmm. and report this yeah, to him. That's a good idea. So she calls up panicky and come over, come over, something's happened. And he shows up and he's like, okay, can you describe the van? And she's like, no, it was a van. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, was it white? So she's like, I, uh, no, no, I think it was I more of a not white. <laughs> it was something. It was a van. <laughs> kind of. Uh, it was kind of vanish. Like, a van look to it. Yeah. <laughs> it was um, like a car, but it was very much bigger. Greenish, taller, I don't know. It had taller. wheels. It's like if you took a and truck then asked, yeah. and you built on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he asked her, that, like, did you get any of the license plate at least? She's like, she's like uh, uh, it was a van. It had a letter in it. Uh, two, four, seven. Two, four, seven. I mean, uh, no, wait. Four, four two, two seven. seven. Yeah. So it's like she doesn't remember what it color didn't have the van windows, is. Yet, I think. <laughs> Yeah, it said a, free candy on the side. She's a terrible witness. I'm not sure if there was a van, really. <laughs> and and somehow her dad uses this information to pinpoint says, it. We exactly. got enough. Yeah. We got enough. We can go on this. Yeah, I got connections down at the station. I've been there 30 years. <laughs> I've seen shit. <laughs> so yeah, so he tells her to lock the door. Don't open it. Uh, we, we, I'll go find all Mike. All that's an extreme side plot because it really doesn't matter. It's all about Danton. Killing motherfuckers in the woods. A lot of motherfuckers. Yeah. All of the motherfuckers. All of them. Every much. motherfucker dies. I'm still not convinced he killed everyone in that camp, because that was a big camp with a lot uh, of vehicles. He, well, yeah, well, they had like a dozen tanks. Yeah. Should we drop this on them now? Okay. Drop the body what? count on them? Well, we did. We said 47, right? Did we? I think we said 47. I thought it was 46. Oh, it was 47. 47. Jesus Christ. That's pretty good body yeah, count for this a guy killed budget movie. Forty-seven dudes. That's not by himself. That, yeah, that's not the total body count here, people. <laughs> yeah, that's his. There were at least what six more. Well, six the bad or eight guys more? killed at least a dozen. I mean, because they killed the two random farmers. They killed you know running this, that, away guy. guys who have displeased them. The, yeah, they people that the were dad. on their force. Yeah, they I killed. Mean, they killed everybody. somebody who we'll name later. Right. Yeah. They they just they they killed another somebody we'll name later. Yeah. Everybody dies. So, yeah, so the bad guys had at least six. So just I guess about everybody dies. They send out a group of about eight to, to hunt down these people. I guess it's everybody gets their turn of go Somewhere hunt, between hunt eight and 20. Yeah. It's really nondescript. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, I'm talking about the initial group, like, hey, it's your yeah, turn to go exactly. kill the prey. It's, it's kind of hard you know? to tell. And uh, so he goes off running and pretty much, you know, we find out sometime later in the movie that he's a Vietnam vet, kind of a la Rambo. And he was actually trained by the, the colonel that's in charge of this mercenary camp. So he's the best there is. And um, he just goes in immediately into full-on, you know, nature survival, you know, covert killing mode. And he goes native quick. Yeah. He kills everybody but one dude in the initial party because the one guy has to go back and say, he killed everybody, <laughs> of course, because. Yeah. Well, and, of course and he, gets he interrogates a, the one. That's how he finds out and, where and, they and, are. And, of course, that guy gets a bullet for his trouble, you know, yeah. like everybody else who displeases anybody in this movie. But, yeah, so he's just, I mean... One right after another, you know, bamboo shoot to the throat to the, you oh, know, God. Grabs, grabs one guy's, you know, I think he was second or it was one of his first kills where he picks the dude up and just T-bones him against the oh, tree. Yeah. And they cut to a mannequin. Yeah. Hitting the tree that he's holding. Yeah. I mean, so he just, he's but yeah. silent kills him. I mean, so right off the bat, I mean, first 10 minutes of the movie, you've he's got. He's killing dudes. He's killing dudes. So it, it doesn't leave you wanting in that, mm-hmm. that respect. There is they they do not go long without somebody dying. <laughs> not not too not long, long at all. No, not too long throughout the whole movie. 
Yeah, it's like a 10 Little Indians movie, except it's 47 Little Indians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just, I mean, that's that's basically the movie, which, I mean... And it's kind of awesome. It's kind of awesome. And it's, it's very awesome. What's hilarious is, like, he is this jacked up bodybuilder type dude. Right. So, of course, they got him in the thuggers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he has a way of flexing all the time. <laughs> He is all. He's like. He's like the guys in Top Gun. Flex, yeah. yeah. He's like the guys in Top Gun when it's the volleyball scene. Right. Now they're all like, "How are you flexing all the time?" <laughs> yeah. Never stops. Even when he's running, he's flexing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of hilarious. Eddie does a lot of running in this movie. And God, oh, yeah. yeah. But I also love that after he's killed like two guys, suddenly he's got like the uh, the vine shirt on. Kind of. <laughs> he's like draped <laughs> yeah, he, vines he, over he, him like bandoliers. Yeah, that was weird. I. Well, that's because he popped out of like the tiniest little hiding spot. I mean, there was, mm-hmm. I mean, like all eight guys went walking by him and he pops out of like, like two trees with a little bit of ivy on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this dude, I mean, we've got to point out this dude's probably at least six, six, probably like two thirty, and you know, a huge blonde mullet. God, he has the hugest mullet ever. Yeah. Like, like, and his body is like con- constantly glistening. Yeah. yeah as, so he's as, as soon as you Google it, target, you know, and, go, and go to any site that has the poster for it, you will know. Right, right. The oil budget on this movie was huge. <laughs> it was half the budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The rest was blood. <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess we have to point out packs. that Troy Donahue, the, uh, the colonel, right. was also in Omega Cop and Karate Cop. No, he was, that, that wasn't Troy Donahue. You sure about that? Troy Donahue was Michelson, the the rich guy. The oh, fi- that the was Troy Donahue. Oh, okay, yeah. well, who was the colonel then? Because the uh, colonel David looked familiar Campbell. too. David, like, I could have sworn I knew the the colonel, but okay, Troy Donahue. So he was the rich, the rich dude who's running everything. Right, we haven't even mentioned yet. Yeah, he's the, the man, the money behind all of this madness. Okay, basically. okay, okay. But he was an Omega cop. Uh, Dave, was he? Yes. Okay, he, he was slim in Omega cop. I don't remember which guy that was actually, but sure considering, the, yeah. I'm not seeing it, but okay. I can't read, so I have yep. to learn to read. I'm telling you, man. Found it. David Campbell? You're kind of the right guy. Troy no, Donahue. No, no, Troy, no, Troy, Troy Donahue. Donahue. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm completely like, confusing yeah. you. I'm like, I thought you were talking about the colonel now. Okay. Cut all this shit. We sound stupid. I do. I am stupid. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, yes. But yeah, um, oh. I got, uh, yeah, I guess David Campbell wasn't in shit. No. But he sure looked familiar. He looked, He was like, he's got that look. He's a that guy kind of. Pretty much, yeah. But... Yeah, he's he's kind of awesome in him on his own with the colonel. Now? Yeah, We're the colonel. <laughs> well, well, Troy Donahue is also because yeah, he's, he's like the he just keeps showing up to threaten the colonel and be like, "I'm going to cut off all your funding. I want yeah. results." The guy's like, "I need three months to turn these men into soldiers." He's like, "You've got one, and not a day more." <laughs> and then the next day he comes back. He's like, "Are they Why soldiers yet? Ready? <laughs> Why aren't they soldiers yet?" I can't do this with you micromanaging me like this. <laughs> uh, Every time I get yeah. some going. Yeah, we're going to need you to go in and come on Saturday and train the soldiers. Yeah. We're sort of trying to play catch up here. It is Saturday. <laughs> we're going to need you to postpone the furloughs. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I I do appreciate also that they have the recruiting scene in the very beginning. Yes. Where it's just four random dudes and he's like, why are you here? And they're like, I heard the money was good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like money. And the guy's like, I, I wanted the money too. And their guy's like, same. Last guy's like, I think it'd be fun. <laughs> What's your name, soldier? <laughs> He's like, I like you. I like you. <laughs> we should also point out that this guy has like six or seven grenades sitting on the corner of At his all desk. Times. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is like an old school like 
school desk, basically. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a really old desk. Just it's the one thing besides a cot sitting in this tent. He's just got a desk, a chair, a cot, and a pile of grenades. I think he had a couple like ammo crates behind him, but that was that's all this dude had in his tent. You know, and this mm-hmm. is a man's center tent thing, and and, and, and a big ass forty four magnum. Well, and his ever present woman right yeah who's wearing like yeah. i don't know what the fuck she was wearing the <laughs> first di- time she shows up looked like a camo diaper <laughs> yeah <laughs> basically kinda. yeah she looked like she stepped off the set of like you know some amazon women in the jungle kind of movie mm-hmm. and she's like i don't need wardrobe i'm ready to go <laughs> it's like yeah i don't know what it was like some kind of camo bikini bottom thing it was it, weird yeah. whatever it was but yeah and and, and she just, just stands around kind of giving people dirty looks. She is angry. Yeah. She's angry, angry. That's a woman been wronged, I tell you. Yeah. Well, she ain't never been righted, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Where, where to start? I mean, well, where to continue? Well, he, uh, well, basically, he just, he kills so many. Danton kids. goes on a killing spree and then eventually, for whatever reason, he gets into it. What starts off as a knife fight, they both drop their knives and fist fight and he gets knocked out by the l- lieutenant dude, the big, huge lieutenant. Mm-hmm. And then he's captured. Basically. I mean, yeah. the, the, all of this happens. Like, I mean, there's a, there's a little bit where the, the uh, colonel himself takes out a group of guys and they're trying to capture him. And, mm-hmm. He has this long soliloquy at, at the campfire where he just says bastards about a dozen times. It's Yeah, he basically says how the bastard the army those left bastard me, bastards gave me the my army bastard left him check. behind. <laughs> six hundred bucks a month. Yeah, six hundred bastard dollars. He gave month. him everything and all they gave him was six hundred <laughs> bucks a month. Those bastards. Bastard. Bastards more than bastards. Bitch yeah. bastard. It's just it was a large bastard, and, he, for and one he's speech. angrily drinking a beer. Oh, at that same really? Time. Like he could oh, give God. Ice Cube a run for his money as far oh, as yeah. angry drinking. Yeah, I think I think the torch passes to this guy. Yeah, and, and he's so angrily throwing it up in his mouth <laughs> that it's like it's you know it's all suds when it yeah. goes down. <laughs> it's just shaking up. But it, you know, basically, it ends with him him saying like, "I want to talk to him first, and, and then I'll kill him. And I'll kill him with my bare hands." hands. Yeah, and so he just <laughs> and he, then, he tells the the angry woman to go get him another beer. So of course she sulks off angrily, and and two seconds later <laughs> he's like <laughs> he gets grabbed and and held at knife point by Dan, who was standing just outside the firelight the whole time, and and yeah. you know, and he's just like, "You're never gonna win. Yeah. I will kill everybody, everyone, and you know this, and you know this, man." And then he runs off. And then the next day, they basically wake up and capture him. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of lame. Well, but he has to get captured, I guess, for a little bit of the movie. He can't just go on one long killing spree, I mm-hmm. guess, for break and flow sake. <laughs> yeah. But there's also, um, before he gets captured, yes, his buddy Cooper. Yeah, he's about to knife the dude. He's about to knife a dude, and then he recognizes him. Yeah. And they both recognize each other. Well, I think I think I think Cooper was like trying to stab him in the face, and he's got him by the throat. Yeah, you know, he's about to choke the life out of him. He's like, "Wait, Cooper, Coop, mm-hmm. is that you? Hey, buddy, <laughs> what's up? Long time. Yeah, hey, hasn't been since Saigon. Yeah, yeah. How you been, man? Oh, who you hanging out with? <laughs> Mercenary, huh? Yeah, try to kill me. All right, cool. Good times. Good times. Um, yeah. All right. See you so, later. So, yeah. So then he's like, "All right." I'm not going to kill you if you don't kill me. Okay. Truce. I'm like, yeah, that works. We're good. Okay. And right. he kind of shows up a few times after that, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, so but, but they established that yes, he has a friend. Kind of, on yeah. The other side. And he, he apparently uh, Dan saved his life back in Nam. He took and, a bullet for him back yeah. in Nam. So, oh, did did we forget about the farmers too? I think they come a little later, isn't it? I think that's like well, that's right before he gets captured oh, because he he well they had the scene where he needs some food. Oh yeah, so because he, he's really he's all native, he's all Tarzan at yeah. this point. He's <laughs> pretty like, much Tarzan, you know, he, king of the Nathuggers. Yeah, he's doing the squats <laughs> down in the down in the jungle floor, and he makes a fire in the middle of the night, which is like, yeah, that's a good way to stay inconspicuous. Sure, but, sure, why not? Yeah, but he well, sees he, he sees a rat hopping around. Well, first he he picks out an earthworm, and yeah, he's eating an earthworm, and, which is. What, did anyone get the significance of why he like lubed it up with spit? Was it oh, just so he was cleaning go? it off? Is that that's pretty much it? Yeah, okay. I yeah. think so. I guess he but. wanted a nice clean earthworm to eat. <laughs> sure, right. why not? Because you know what's inside is so clean. And so yeah, he he turns a you know maybe a four inch earthworm into like four bites, which just makes it all the more disgusting as he's like pulling it on hard, as hard as he can, Stretching like a goddamn gummy yeah. worm, and. uh yeah, and then he's like, he's like halfway through the earthworm, and he looks up and sees a rat, and he's like, "That was one of the best reaction shots I've ever seen." It was like, "Ooh, <laughs> a rat!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a pretty good double take. Yeah. Yeah. And so he dives on the rat and cut to fire in him. Got the rat on a and little mini on rat meat. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that takes him to the yeah. night before, and then basically, like I said he he wakes up the next next morning. They pretty much just capture him. You know, he's running away, and all of a sudden, fist fight with the one dude and gets knocked out, and. Mm-hmm. He's tied up in a chair, and there you go. He's captured now. Yeah, and the red the rednecks found him too. Oh yeah, that's that. right. Because that's they point him. They, in the they wake him up in the morning. Yeah, that's what was weird. Is I think that's what you were getting with, with the two weird redneck farmer dudes. Yeah, those like, are the I guys would, that wake them. Were they hunters? Wake him up. I guess maybe they were both carrying. Yeah, they're both carrying guns. guns I, guess. I imagine they were hunting something. Sure. So yeah, somehow they wandered. <laughs> they were hunting this. the other ex military guy that <laughs> yeah. got captured. Yeah, they were just wandering around. They wake him up like. Hey boy, like then again, this is supposed to be Southern California. Yeah. <laughs> hey boy, nice in the thuggers. And, and these guys there. are like, you know, my, I don't know if they were wearing overalls, but they might as well have been. I mean, yeah. beer bellies, like unibrow, everything. Like, mm-hmm. hey boy, you better wake up and get a move on before I fill your butt full of lead. And of course, he just kind of is like, oh, all right, so he runs off. And <laughs> He's like, I will refrain from killing you, <laughs> yeah, just because you're stupid enough that right. you don't know what the hell's going so, on. So of course. Uh, the colonel and every and his guys run into these guys and question them and they're like, "Who the hell are you?" And they've got like eight guns trained on them right now and mm-hmm. they got still got an attitude. I love that in movies. Everyone gets cocky when they even when they've got guns pointed yeah. at them. Real life, you get like five guns pointed at you. You're like, "Okay, I will tell you whatever what, the what, fuck you want to know." What do you want to know? I yeah. <laughs> I'll do your homework. I what, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I'll do your son's homework. I just what what do you want? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but so they, they of course tell him, okay, he went that way. And they yeah. go, okay, thanks, bang. Yeah, I get paid just for just adding in to the lead. body count. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they get a lead thank you. Yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah, so they capture him. Of course, he talks some smack at the woman. I'm sure talks some smack at the colonel. Right. Eventually, just uh, did, what what does he say? Eventually, that Cooper cut the ropes for him or something yeah. so he could escape. Yeah, they leave him. He gets, like, beat up by the lieutenant dude at some point because yeah, he puts on his punching gloves. And yeah, because the colonel's like, I want you to join my unit. He's like, fuck you. Yeah. I don't want anything it's to like, do I with don't your, want unit. your unit. asshole. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I'm going to leave you here alone to think about it. You know, and it's like, sure. It's like, might as well be like, I'm going to leave you here alone to escape. Oh, <laughs> well, you know. Which, classic movie mistake. Which he actually takes his time getting out of there, too. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he had to get beat up and then Cooper had to sneak in and cut his ropes and then the 
the woman comes back in and starts taunting him again and yeah, that's when mm-hmm. he decides to you know realizes he's kind of loose and can get free and punches her the fuck <laughs> yeah, out he basically. says bitch bitch <laughs> punches her in the face yeah knocks her escapes. out escapes and right about this time they go uh hey we picked this guy up we kind of know where his house is yeah. uh isn't he married should we like go take a hostage or something because you know he's killed like uh 20 like of us everybody so far <laughs> so just throwing it out there boss <laughs> just an idea and it's so a great idea so they go and kidnap his wife basically at mm-hmm. this point and he's still running around i think at this point had he uh He's he's escaping and at this point he's just killing more dudes because they're out looking for him. Yeah, well, I think like, like we get the one good kill where he's buried under all the leaves, right, right? And he has a gun laying on the ground, and the guy looks and he goes to pick it up, yeah. and all of a sudden he pops up, and he goes, Aah! and yeah. then he stabs the dude right in the neck. <laughs> That's always good. But I think his whole point after he escapes is he somehow managed to manages to traverse the seventy miles or so yeah, to get and home. goes home, and then shows up and bitch ladies there and his wife's not. And that's when he finds out she's been kidnapped. So basically, he's got to turn around mm. and go back. I suppose. <laughs> now, which is unfortunate. Sure. Now we've skipped one thing that happened in between. Oh, okay. This, okay. Is the the woman's dad, his wife's dad, right. his father-in-law, right, has, has found the camp, him. snuck his way in, heard them talking about how heard yeah. Troy Donahue telling them, "Hey, you need to take care of this Denton situation, or I'm cutting off your funding, yes. just like I was yesterday." You know and. <laughs> right. You're and then and then he he hears that and then he then he just kind of sneaks back out so he knows where they are he's just going to go get help you assume and yeah. then he goes back to his car and they show Troy Donahue leaving in his limo or whatever the hell he had I don't even remember now but his nice car and there's the Subaru parked in the middle of the road yeah. and and the father-in-law is laying on the ground like face down on the stri- on the on the road so of course Troy Donahue's like oh shit what's going on here goes out to help him and then the guy gets up pulls a gun on him and gives a pretty the awesome speech. speech in the movie. It's a pretty good speech, though. It is a it's pretty good I mean, it's speech. Kind of, it's one of those, like, I've seen shit, punk, drug dealers, yeah. rapists, blah, 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 trying to, and you're behind it all. Bam. Yeah. It's guys like you. Yeah. Make this world a shitty place. Well, this one's for all the little guys or something like that. And yeah. Then, and then, you know, and you're like, wow, he's going to, like, take him hostage or something. He's like, nope. Nope. Well, he just shoots him. Guy falls down. Shoots him again. Yeah. And again. And again. Four times, I think. Yeah. It was kind of awesome. I, and and <laughs> it's just like, you know, that one guy was like, I'm not being in the movie unless I can give a speech like that. <laughs> right. I think that's going to be the condition under which I do any movies. I'm going to make sure I have a speech like that where I get to shoot somebody in the face at the end. Well, you know, he read the script and he was like, this is my Oscar speech right here. <laughs> this is the one they're yes. going to show. And now from Deadly Prey, Cameron Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen shit, man. I've seen shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this one's for all the guys who've been shot. Yeah. So yeah, basically, <sighs> bad guy turns more bad in that he decides to rape the guy's wife. Yeah, and just because, just because, just because like, he's pissed off. Know, it's it's the knife in the side that you might as well twist a little bit because you know mm-hmm. kidnapping her probably would have brought him back running and killing anyway, but might as well make him super angry. Yeah, and uh, so he shows up at his house where she's not there. Bitch woman sitting there and laughing uh, at him, laughing at him, and of course immediately. So he punches her in the face. With of course, the phone. the phone immediately rings. Well, no, it immediately oh, rings yeah. for you know with the, the colonel how, telling him. Yeah, you know, just wonderful timing that he mm-hmm. knew that he was there and tells him the whole story and get back here or I'm going to kill her and then he proceeds to give a uh, bitch woman a 
a good what I like to call a good Joe Pesci. <laughs> Beat her down with a telephone. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, well, he hits her with a telephone and then just pulls the gun and just Unloads. shoots her like yeah. five or six times. Yeah. yeah and it's like, God, dude, you could have at least like dragged her out of the dining room. That or might something. be the one. T- no, I was going to say, I thought that might have been like one of the only times he actually killed someone with a gun. Because <laughs> he stabs no, a lot of dudes. Yeah, well, then later on, he. Yeah. Because he goes down. Still to, mostly wasn't with a gun. He was throwing grenades and rocket He goes down into shit. the basement yeah. and he pulls out a fucking arsenal. Yes. A uh, machete and. Yeah, he's like machete, dynamite, machete, throwing knives, yeah. a Laws rocket, um, uh, M16, yeah. and dude's uh, got did some he have shit. a pistol. Yeah, it's he, God, he's it got was, everything. So yeah. at this point, he's put on some real pants and finally uh, no, no shirt, shirt though. no shirt still, but he's got like twin bandoliers, you know, kind of thing. One and, of those little tactical harnesses. Yeah, and then like he's face painted up his face because that makes a difference. The blonde flowing mullet and the rest of his glistening body don't, don't really factor <laughs> They're in They're not going to notice that. I guess it's just intimidation factor at this point, really. You know, it's just, yeah. it's simply war painted. It's not camouflage. And uh, so he basically goes back in and he's, he's uh, setting up traps a la Rambo and we have a very long sequence of that, of him, you know, setting up the yeah. various and assorted bamboo shoots and planting C4 over here and Digging holes, blah, blah, blah. And he's just ready to kill them all. Right. And so his friend shows back up and he's, he's like, like, what do you want? He's like, I'm with you. Let's yeah. kill these bitches. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love his rationale for it, too, because yeah. he's like, you know like what? I don't like what they're doing. Well, no, he says that, but then he's like, besides, you're going to kill them all anyway, so <laughs> yeah, you may as well be on the right side, yeah. the side that being, wins. Being on the winning side is better for your health. Yeah. <laughs> At least for once, somebody in these movies acknowledges that, yeah, yeah, this guy is probably going to kill everyone. Might as well be on your team yeah. to win. <laughs> so you may as well join up with him and save your own life. Yeah. So then the last 20 minutes or so of the movie is him killing the rest of the dudes. Well, yeah, he goes in, finds his wife. Right. Breaks her out of the camp. Breaks her out of the camp. After killing a few guys, you mm-hmm. know, taking on a tank. Of course. And a helicopter. On foot. Yeah, and <laughs> drops a grenade in the tank, blows up the helicopter, I think, with some kind of like a grenade launcher on the mm-hmm. on the M sixteen and Yeah, he loves his Which was awesome because they just cut to a like stock, <laughs> stock explosion. Because <laughs> yeah, they couldn't actually blow up a helicopter or even a model, I guess. Oh. Sure. And um Oh my god. Yeah, so it then they so get back good. out in the woods where most of this movie takes place, not in this camp or anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And uh familiar ground now, he's laid all these traps, he hides his wife in this underbrush Hide area. Hide your mm-hmm. wife. Yeah. They and, raping uh, everybody up yeah, in this well, they train. Did, yeah. They already did. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, he just lures them back out into the woods and proceeds to pick most of them off via the traps and a mm-hmm. couple of the... I, I like And that. keeps giving away his position by shooting at them. Yeah, and never hitting them when and he... And never hitting yeah, anyone. Which was... That was the one thing that kind of annoyed me a little bit. It was like, mm-hmm. I understand that he was luring them, but still. Just hit one dude and they'll still come. Yeah. He's just firing so, for effect. My favorite kill of all that was the, um, the one dude who's like... As he's tripping the tripwire, he realizes it and catches the uh, the trap that's about to mm-hmm. spring into the his spike. face, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> he looks over and, or he looks on the uh, on the vine, and there's a grenade pin. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like, like, "Oh gr- shit, <laughs> boom!" It's like I was not only going to stab you, I'm going to blow your ass up. Too. Yeah, because the guy thought he was hot shit because he caught yeah. the <laughs> caught the trap in mid flight. Nope. Yeah, but yeah, I, I do like the guy who gets it through the neck too. Oh yeah, that and everyone's was a- just standing there looking at him. He's like, "Oh." I think he's trying to tell us something. <laughs> what, Timmy's trapped in a well? Fuck no, tree in my throat. <laughs> Timmy's got a spike through his neck. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, God, there are so many good kills then. But, yeah, that's where the body count just goes oh, yeah. way up. Yep. He kills five of them with a law rocket. Oh, yeah, once. That they all bunch awesome. up. 
which Girl. I was which I was counting on. I was like, "Come on, guys, bunch up, bunch up." <laughs> and I think he gives gives a pretty manly yell before he launches it too, because you pretty much have to mm-hmm. when you're firing mm-hmm. anything remotely resembling a bazooka. Yeah, there's also the one where he he hides in a trapdoor that he apparently built mm-hmm. through like this little tunnel. Yep, pops up with a machine gun and just like unloads an entire clip onto these five guys walking through the thing. Yeah, while giving the Aah! which is required when sure. unloading a clip through sure. an M16. But yeah, so he whittles them all down and, yeah. uh, you know, gets down to the lieutenant who has now basically recaptured his wife because she mm-hmm. was hiding in his little bamboo fort <laughs> place yeah. and um, using her as bait again. And, you know, he, uh, I, I don't know, do we want, I, I don't know how much we want to spoil the ending because the ending is just kind of fun. We kind of have to talk about the very ending. <sighs> all right. Okay. So, I mean, if you're really going to watch this, yeah. you might want to shut it off now. Right. Because we will. Yeah, there are, give away there are a couple the last few things that happen amazing in the movie. kills and stuff at the very very but end, so. th- they affect my rating let's put it that way okay yeah so we must talk about them so anyway spoiler time so the big main guy or the lieutenant the main guy captures the wife and is like come on out come on out i'm gonna kill her if you don't come out and his buddy comes out and shoots him in the shoulder right so he can't do anything and then he decides he's not gonna kill him just because I don't know why. He just gives him a dirty look and leaves. And then, of course, the lieutenant pops up, shoots him, and takes the wife. And before Danton can get there, he basically puts a cap in the girl's head, uh, killing her after killing the other dude. It looked like he shot her in the in the pelvis from... Like, I noticed yeah. one thing about this movie, and I just have to mention it really quick. Mm-hmm. Whenever they shoot someone even remotely close, they're always way off. Like, if he's... If the squib goes off on the guy's chest, he's pointing it more like at the guy's appendix, but off to the left. Well, you know? well keep in mind, this is like know, a $5,000 movie. Yeah, I know. It's way So, they're low probably budget, petrified of shooting anyone, even with a blank. Yeah, yeah. I know. But well, it's... Yeah, the point is, is they, they kill his wife. Aimed at, like, yeah. They make a point to, like... His I don't wife even remember dead. where he aimed at her, but I mean, he... Did you fucking, shoot my wife? He fucking you caps shoot my her. Wife? Yeah. Did you fucking shoot my wife? And, and I mean, he demolishes he demolishes Cooper with because he's got this gigantic machine gun that's got and it looks even worse because it's got what are they bipod legs? You yeah, said? well, it's an M14 with a bipod. It looks very menacing. Yeah, it looked freaking huge when he's ca- carting it around, and of course they give it like the the deepest gunshot sound effect right. in the movie. But he's also got this 45 that he carries around, and that's what mm-hmm. he ends up executing most people with, and that's yeah. what he shoots the wife with. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he kills Cooper with that, and then. As Danton's getting there, he shoots the wife. So well, like, then, and then, of course, Dan flips the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Well, but before that, like when Danton sees this is going to happen, he starts to run, and he's like, I don't know, thirty feet away from the guy. He's got his M sixteen in his hand. He's like, yeah. ah, and M sixteen throwing knives. Yeah, and all he, of it. He just starts running while this guy shoots his wife. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, she was kind of, she was kind of annoying. <laughs> Just she wasn't the brightest. No, no uh, but you know that's his wife. But yeah, so he yanks out the machete. He and killed then, like and then, thirty people. Not, for even, her. not yeah. only that, you have to you have to paint the picture. Like he has shot the wife. Now he's turned the the pistol to Danton, and who gets is now like running, three or four shots off. Who is now him. running ahead of him madly with a machete? <laughs> yeah, shoots through him. Apparently, like at this yeah. point, he's become magical. <laughs> like honestly, I thought he was like deflecting them with the machete. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's Who like knows? You, you don't miss him no, when you're shooting like that. No, and that's what's amazing about it is he's like it has become the magic bullet pulp fiction thing now. He's yeah. just shot through this guy somehow, and he comes running up and <laughs> lobs the Proceed, dude's lobs arm. the dude's arm off, and then beats him to death <laughs> with his with own his own arm. arm. 
I've, I don't think I've ever seen that in a movie that wasn't, you know, some sort He's of. He's like, I'll beat you with your own yeah. pimp. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I knew that was coming, and it, I've ca- I've oh carried the secret for like a week now. Oh. Yeah. So I, he <laughs> beats the guy to death with his own arm. It was amazing, and then it was a great release in all kinds of ways because yes. it happened, and because I finally could not have to not tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, and then because he's gone just completely nuts, he fucking scalps the guy. Yes, <laughs> right after he's, that. Yes, he's gone batshit mental at this point. So, so, and then the bas- final scene yeah. finds the colonel, mm-hmm. and it's a little weird because you're like, what's going on here? Because he's basically like having the dude strip. He's like, yeah, well, Take he throws the, he throws the scalp at right. him. Goes, there's your best guy. <laughs> there's what's left. <laughs> And he's like, take your shirt off. And we're like, okay. Yeah. Is this like rape payback? Mm-hmm. Like rape back time? He's like, I mean, take your shoes off. Take your shoes off. And we're like, oh, uh, what? And he's <laughs> Tell like, me what you're wearing. <laughs> so then finally it's like, oh, because he goes, now run. Yeah, and the colonel's like, you can't do this. Yeah, of course. And yeah. then, then he just kind of screams. And the movie's over. Freeze frame. Mm-hmm. Credits. Yep. And us going, wait, what? No! Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, so that's he ends. So, yeah. He ends with the the guys his own game. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Let's rate this. It so because it's rating time, game. I will say this. Okay, I wanted to see that dude suffer. They set you up for the colonel to suffer, and then for it to end like that. Which the only thing I can say is, it's like, was it a setup for a sequel? I hope. I hope more that it. It's at this point because he's gone brutaler and brutaler throughout the whole movie. That you're just left to use your imagination of how bad is this guy yeah. going to fuck this dude up when he finally catches up to him. Like, he has no wife. His life yeah, is over. Yeah, he's got nothing He's left. going to ruin this man. Yeah. yeah. Like, he is going to but just toy surprise, with his I'm eyes. sorry. In a movie I'm like this. surprise rape. If you had in a movie a, like this, yeah. I want that release. And that's why. I don't know. That's why I, I'm have, only going four jocks okay. because I would have gone five. Okay. If there had been a more satisfying and not as abrupt ending, okay. I would have gone five. But I'm only going four. Okay. I'll say this. I like to imagine that there is a whole nother movie's worth of pain that he now has inflicted <laughs> upon this one guy and that they just simply couldn't show that much that he fucks with this guy for another hour and a half worth of movie. But nobody would, would watch just that. Nobody movie. would watch a second movie. That's right, just that. Right. Yeah. But in my head, that's what's playing out that this dude is okay. Actually, what's playing in my head is he turns into the jigsaw killer. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, this, like this guy gets back to civilization and <laughs> right. he's like, oh, God, I skate, I skate. <laughs> Would you like to play a Want game? Want to play a game. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but there you Steve. go. There's, there's mine. I mean, okay. there is so much awesome in this movie. Yeah. And keep in mind, it is like the lowest of low budget. It's right. like if a bunch but of dudes. it's still better than wanted, a lot of high budget movies. Yes. Because it's. It's so much damn fun. Well, there, there, there is a surprising, and there are so number. many mullets. Yeah, there's a lot of mullets. There's a surprising number of really well done, um, kind of badass shots. I mean, not, not like wow you with camera work, but just like you know, if you're going to do a stationary camera thing, which pretty much is most of this whole movie is, there's hardly any handheld running around camera. It's like mm-hmm. place there's camera. A, there's here. a good button in the beginning. Well, but. yeah, the, the, like when they're following the dude running, but like other than that, most of it's like set the camera here, have people run by. But they do some really cool like backlighting. Like I mean, there's one part where. He's just haloed the fuck out behind him with trees and the rising sun, and mm-hmm. they'll frame him between trees and, you know, just have him like disappear off frame yeah. and stuff like that. So th- there's a surprising amount of good stuff that they did that you can do for no money just by knowing where to point the camera and mm-hmm. you move here, do this. All that being said, 
Oh, I'm so close to wanting to give it a five jocks, and and it's not really it's not really because of the reasons you said. Like I said, I I have that kind of going in my head, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm still gonna go four. It's it's a strong four, and I it's not because of the ending. It's just it's something else that just keeps it ever so off of five. It's damn close. Yeah, it's a healthy four, but you're right. There's just something that you that I just can't put my finger on to bring it to a five. I think I don't know maybe more witty one-liners and more there were plenty of explosions but they weren't very satisfying explosions when no, they happened. yeah it's kind of like they're way too I realistic the, i love the low budget feel of it but i wish they had more money yeah to just yeah blow up shit i mean i almost would have taken like unrealistic grenades that blew up into a ball of fire right yeah. just because but i mean there there are times when i mean there's like a time where a tank shoots in, the tank shoots at him the one that he kills one-handed mm-hmm. shoots at him and like explodes right behind him and he just kind of gets up shakes his head and's like all right i'm gonna go kill his fucking Moving tank on. yeah 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 we want like an omega cop we ending want, explosion we going want, off yeah. behind him as right, he runs right. we want movie I mean. explosions sure but so, so yeah it didn't have that so good it gets, solid release yeah, yeah. It gets god this is still in, worth seeing yeah so much okay but god and after forbidden zone last week this is just such a welcome definitely i had missed movies like this yep well if you need help shit man (laughs) if you need help finding this or you know need to learn the internets send us an email we'll we'll point you in the right direction we might help you we might help you but anyway all right so Let's get on to the second half. We got plenty to do then. Alrighty. Sounds good. I think we got voicemails. We do. Yay! Sweet. Welcome back, second half. Bamfcast. Oh, the Bamfcast. Bamfcast. In case you didn't know. Half number two. <laughs> I took your line. Well, you screwed up your yeah. line, so. Good. Yeah, good. Dirtbag. So, so. That's rock. Let's start with some voicemails, shall we? Because we got a few. That's a good idea. We also, uh, apparently, the uh, the book of faces was kind of having Blowing some, up. some debate. People enjoyed uh, our suffering, apparently. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, as someone who's not on the Book of Faces, do you want to do you want to give us a quick overview of that roundtable um, before we jump into voicemails? We'll have we'll sure have fireside chat. Well, first off, uh, the biggest development out of that is it was Sir Anthony William McDonald that recommended the rating lower than Twilight. I'm sorry, who? Lord Anthony William McDonald. Oh, Sir Lord, Lord Duke, Sir Lord, Duke Sir Anthony Lord, William McDonald, Sir Lord Duke Nukem Anthony William McDonald. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yes, he. All credit to him. He's the one who suggested a rating even lower than Twilight, uh, which is now known as the, the Forbidden, Forbidden Zone. Zone. Right. So, um, I thank you, to, sir. I don't want to bring back Lord. up the suffering, but with all the um, the chatter going on, the Book of Faces. See, basically, I get a truncated version in email. That's about all I see as someone who's not really on the Facebook. Yeah. So sometimes, if it's more involved, I don't get the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, but, you can go to. The page. Yeah, the page and view it without it's being just, on yeah. Facebook. You know, anyway, we, Facebook. well, the first one was Tom mentioned um, 
that he thought assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford based on the novel Push by Sapphire should have been a Banffcast movie because it was so damn long and he wanted it to just end. And I, and I responded to him telling him that Harlow and I are the pretentious ones who right. would like that and talk about cinematography and shit, and BJ would probably hate it. I still want to see it because yeah. it seems like it actually might be interesting to me. Yeah. Because it's um, kind of old timey, but that's one. That's one well, that was to, never going to be a Banffcast movie. Just yeah, yeah. Too well. Too uh, too many people like it. Possibly put myself out for further scorn and ridicule. I actually really do like Dances with Wolves. I like giving BJ a hard time about it, but I know I personally do like that movie. So what is wrong with you? God, I have patience. Yeah, <laughs> lots and lots of yeah. patience. Um, Apparently, you also have terrible taste in movies. It happens. <laughs> Uh, what, do, what do I do here? Jim also mentioned, is it worse than Garbage Pill Kids? Forbidden Zone? Yeah. I said uh, everything but the musical numbers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, nothing, nothing yeah. is worse than the musical number in Garbage Pill Kids. No, probably not. Because that, that's the one that BJ and I almost both got up and left yeah. during. So Forbidden Zone had that over it. But otherwise, no, everything else was worse. Okay. And Jacques, he enjoyed it because of titties, explosions, and midgets. And he claims there was actually a plot. Hmm. There hmm. was a plot, but it sucked. Yeah. He found it funny that the real world is more bizarre than the sixth dimension. And then Mostly said yes, he true. must be a hipster. That's fine. So, yeah. Maybe you, you are a hipster. Jacques, you fucking hipster. <laughs> well, you got a name like Jacques. You're also a bad person because you like it, according to Harlow. <laughs> Jacques. <laughs> Jacques. There's a bad movie in the plane, Jacques. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's uh, that's most of the Facebook. Ed apparently on the website also said he enjoyed it, but yeah. also chastised us for watching it stone cold sober. Well, which he's got a point. We but you know to what? Tend to do most of the time. Yeah, our podcast would be pretty incoherent if we were. It kind of sometimes has been if we were under the influence <laughs> of mm-hmm. alcohol or other substances. Yeah. Or so. I might actually make sense, and I don't want that to happen. No, definitely not. But anyway, uh, no. The only thing I was going to bring back up um, with a week having cooled from this and the amount of discussion both for and against, as we'll get to in the voicemails, mm-hmm. our, our situation with forbidden zone, has it changed at, at all for you? Like, have you, has the, is the hate lessened at all? I mean, no, 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 nope. Okay. Mm-mm. I just wonder, cause I mean, I, I, I think, I think my brain just had a little bit more time to process it and, or throw it out mm-hmm. that I don't think I'm quite as angry about it. I mean, I'm not happy that it exists in the world per se, but I'm not angry at the entire universe like I was last week. Like I've come to accept that yes, that can exist. You're, you're in that other stage of grief now. Sure, you're I mean, in the acceptance. I've, stage. I've made it all the way to acceptance. I think yeah. because uh, the only other thing I wanted to quickly, because my brain was so flustered last week that a movie that I should have compared this to, and I think I, I said this to you that this is a perfect comparison of, of movies that to me have no reason to exist is something like Pink Flamingos. Because it's just, it's just there for some kind of weird shock value. Like mm-hmm. it has nothing else going on. There is, there is also a little bit of that waters feel to this. Yeah, I mean, there, there, yeah. there are some things after that. Like I, I, I want to say Pink Flamingos, and then it, I mean, what, when he got up to about like Hairspray era, there was a there was a good, uh, you know, it was it was a good bit of laughs with with John Waters. Like it was more satire than just shock. You know, there might be some shock value in it, but he actually bothered to write something satirical at the same time, which this mm-hmm. has none of. Like, I, you know, all this was, was a, a very thinly veiled homage to Fleischer cartoons, and that's yeah. about it. And that's not enough of a reason to exist to me. That's 
masturbatory, basically. I so. agree. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. Let, let us never speak of uh, Forbidden Zone again unless to compare something as equally horrific and unwatchable to it. You know, despite all the great feedback we got from so many people, I hope we never enter the Forbidden Zone again. <laughs> just throwing I, that I, out I just there. hope it's a, a long time between that. So, you know, it, it's probably going to happen at some point, but yeah. it, it's hard to it's hard to fathom that oh, <laughs> too, too many movies I being in that in that in that realm. I hope not. Okay, well let's let's get to some voicemails which we got quite a few of. So awesome. Let's We love voicemails. The Garfield phone. Let's, it makes us happy. Let's start with our good buddy Buck. Hey, oh, Buck. Buck! Buck's back. Calling in and blowing up the Garfield phone hotline. Awesome. Morning, Garfield. Morning, Bamscast. This is Buck calling at you a second time to, well, make a movie recommendation. Uh, but before I do that, I should probably preface it with this. I just got me a new job, and it is mind-numbingly dull and tedious. So I've been going back and listening to a lot of y'all's older podcasts. And there was one where you, Harlow, made mention to a movie. I think it was Time After Time. Or, no. Yeah, it's Time After Time or something like that. That uh, it piqued your interest because you'd seen the box, saw it on the shelves a whole lot, and you'd never actually watched it. Well, that got me to thinking if there was any movies I had like that. Sure enough, there was. And so I found it on Indiba Streaming, actually. Not Indiba, Netflix Streaming. And, uh, whoo, it's a doozy. I just figured y'all might appreciate it. It's a little, uh, you know, wonderful little flick called Death Machine coming at you from 1994, starring the ever-lovable Brad Dourif, directed by the indomitable Stephen Norrington. And I don't know if it's really worthy for, uh, you know, the BAMP cast, but even if it's not, y'all should probably watch it because you'd enjoy it. Anyways, uh, that's all I really got to say about that. I had a topic idea, but I didn't write it down, so I forgot it. <laughs> so... I'll, uh, you know, shoot that to you once I can remember it. Well, and that's all for now, and this is Buck out. Peace, Buck. Buck <laughs> I, I out. Could, I'm not going to lie. I could listen to Buck talk all day. Yeah. That sounds a little bit. Buck is awesome. Yeah. And I, I think with, I think with a little bit of coaching from us, Buck, we could have you speaking pseudo-fancy fa- country speak. Yeah. In, I, in a day. I do believe I do believe that is a possibility. I mean, like, when he threw out words like peak, I'm like, you're so you're so close. Mm-hmm. We got to watch you, get you watch True Grid a couple more times. And you're there. You're there. Yep. And um, S- Stephen Norrington, uh, Predator Two fame. Actually, no, no it's not. No, not. Oh, he did Blade. Oh, the, he's the first Blade guy. Yeah. Okay. And League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Okay. So yeah. But yeah, I you know Dude, I'm, Blade. I'm game. Yeah. Blade. I, and I, again, I don't hate League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but I also, as even someone who's read comics, I've never read the original source material, so. It's nothing like the yeah, I, movie. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, nothing. I don't, I don't love the movie. It's just like it's kind of fun. Yeah, you know, it's like a, it's a passable popcorn flick to me. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, Death Machine. Death. Not machine. to be confused with Death Machines. Yes, which we have, which we have on the list to from our eventually uh, watch our friend Ron Marchini and company. Oh man, yeah, and um, I think the same director as Omega Cop, I believe. <laughs> well, Buck, Buck sort of uh, called in another one just with one more quick movie suggestion. So okay. let's play that one, too. This one's real quick. Hey, this is Buck again. I'm sorry. I have to amend my last statement. There's a movie on Netflix I just saw called Zone Troopers. You must see this movie. It is absolutely terrible and would have been for an amazing podcast. 
Uh, yeah, I just want to say that. Buck out. A little more low-key buck that time. Yeah. Uh, it might be when he just got off work or something. It was about a six or seven hour difference there. <laughs> yeah, he was he was sedated. Buck had already hit the sauce at work. And by then. You know, it happens. It is mind-numbingly dull, as he said. Okay. Or Buck had come down off the sauce from work. Ah. Okay, now that I see the poster for Zone Troopers, I remember when, it, we, when we first put this on the list. It is it is on the queue. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that may Coming be, soon to that a may be cast next, near that, you. That may have just got to have to be next movie, you know, so... Yeah. I, I think that's a I think that's a fair choice. Yeah, that in Italy during World War II, some American soldiers find an alien UFO. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes, hijinks ensue. <laughs> I think uh, is that I think that might have something to do with Charles Band in some way, shape, or form. Uh, could be. I, I don't have the full okay crew up. It's but fine. UFOs, World War II. Sure, you got me. Yeah, and then, and we've put enough time now between shockwaves that. Yeah, you know, instead of Nazi zombies, we'll have Nazi alien hunters. We can, we can deal with that. Oh yeah. All right. Um, thank you, Buck, for both voicemails, and uh, I think we might just take your suggestion and watch us some Zone Troopers next. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Next voicemail is from Max. Hey, our fun formerly from Oman, right? Actually, no. No, this no, is a different, different Max. Max. This is Alter- this is Alternamax. Alter- Damn it, PJ, pay attention, man. <laughs> I can't see. You can't see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what. No, Max this is like. this is new Max, not Max in uh, Washington. This is the other Max. This is not our fan in Washington. Hey, it's hey. Max. Let me tell you, I got a movie for you. It's called The Boxer's Omen, or Mo, M-O. It's a Chinese movie that made back in the 80s, and uh, it's a horror movie. And it's about this boxer who finds out he's the reincarnation of this Buddhist monk, and he's got a kill this evil sorcerer and it's completely nuts like there's magic duels and battles and kickboxing and blood everywhere and gratuitous nudity all over the damn place and it's oh god it's easily four or five jocks worth looking into let me tell you all right all right all right. Yeah, boxers. Only. It's a Shaw Brothers. Oh, so so we got oh, yeah. we got packets full of condoms yeah. full of blood, huh? <laughs> Sweet. Yes. Bring out the blood condom. <laughs> yeah, and I, I know uh, some of the guys at Bad Movie Night, which is another podcast that might do something similar to us. Not what? Sure. I I know they've done that movie. Okay. Before, so all right. Well, you know. So you know what? We might put some time between theirs. I don't know when they did it. It was Recently. a little while ago. Okay. Well, you but know. Yeah. Well, well uh, that sounds like one I might have to go hunting for. I don't know if that's going to be on instant, maybe. Mm, probably not. Probably doubtful. Yeah. So, but yeah, that does that. sound pretty damn awesome. I We haven't done a kung fu flick in I mean, a, a long time. I mean, a, a proper Asian kung fu flick. We've done some Omega and Karate Cop, you know, and stuff like that. But Yeah. I'm, I'm trying th- to think. I think damn. it's, I mean, I'm like... Rikio? I mean, have we no, done something with no, Rikio? Ninja Terminator. Oh, Ninja, Ninja Terminator. Yeah. yeah. Well, mostly. Silver Fox or yeah. Ninja Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> mostly. Yeah. Inframan, maybe? That doesn't really. There that was more Japanese. Kung so. Fu-y, yeah. 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 There's something weird going on there. That. that yeah. So it's really, there's a it's hole in our resume here. Yeah. We, 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 we might need to correct that very soon, too. Okay. I think we do. Okay. Yeah. But thanks, Max. We are going to have to check that out. And Shaw Brothers, come on. Exploding condoms. Full of blood. Full of blood. Full of blood. Okay. It's the only time that's a good thing. 
So our next voicemail is, uh, hey, it's from the legend, the man, the myth. It's Clint. The imaginary oh, Clint. truck driver from Madison. Yes, who rescued his father from his mother st- <laughs> stabbing him repeatedly, mm-hmm. took to the road. He corrects us a little bit on this mythos, but, you know, we have... We can destroy the mythos. Clint. We have a pretty epic voicemail here that um, I think is going to... Uh, Shed some light on the myth that is Clint and uh, and a few other subjects. And a few other subjects. So. Is this the Clint origin story? It is. It might be. This is like issue zero mm-hmm. coming up for you right now. Okay, let's hear it. Hey guys, this is Clint from Madison. I thought I'd call up and just let you know. I I felt bad for you. I felt like I wish I could have reached through the phone and given you a hug after that last movie you were talking about. Um, in fact, I think that's the first time I've heard a review that you've done that I will not see that movie. Um, cause it just sounds so hideous. Uh, I, I was trying to think of, you know, some stuff that, uh, you had wondered about Danny Elfman, uh, Oingo Boingo. He did, it was a really good song. He did the, uh, Weird Science theme song. I believe he was still in the Oingo Boingo phase before he switched over to, uh, Danny Elfman, the, uh, movie score king. So anyways, I was just going to let you know, uh, you had some wondering about my father. Uh, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, he survived because my parents were divorced, so he wasn't around, so my mother could not beat him. Plus, he was a Vietnam vet. Uh, I think mom screaming at him about taking me to see 10 would be, eh, easy peasy. So he was able to drop me off, kiss me on the forehead, and say, have a good time, and then I told my mother, and yes, it was amusing, but they still do talking like each other, so I did survive. I was trying to picture myself like, uh, doing the thing, hitchhiking on the road like Bill Bixby and the Hulk play the music as a nine-year-old, but it, it never occurred. So uh, I did ask him about Jane Fonda. He holds no grudges against her. Um, I think he likes her breasts, too. So anyhow, um, trying to think of something else. I don't know if you guys have seen, we were talking about quite a few previews. Uh, I saw one on here uh, on YouTube. looks pretty good. Uh, the same director who did 300 and The Watchmen is doing one called Sucker Punch. Uh, looks very odd. Uh, special effects look spectacular. I'm hoping it's good, uh, but we shall see. So, anyways, other than that, guys, love the podcast as always. Uh, still would say if you're looking for a fun movie, Blind Fury with Rudger Howard. It's fun, and it's not weird or stupid like the last one you just watched. So, anyways, I will talk to you sometime later as I go now to the gym to work out so I can enter another arm wrestling competition. All right, Clint. <laughs> Clint and his father are such American heroes. I know. They really are. So I I think... Clint's like, from God's country up in Wisconsin <laughs> there. So. I think out of all of that uh, that tale, I think I most appreciate that he did our research for us. <laughs> and checked with a vet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> About Hanoi Jane and... And are her breasts still okay to uh, to look at? And so think about this actresses of today. Motorboat. Yeah. <laughs> if you show your breasts, uh-huh. and then you do something that angers people later on, yep, all you, might be forgiven. Katie Holmes, free pass for life. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you can go. All you can go. Forgiven. Science, fi, alien, <laughs> whatever you want. The gift that you mm-hmm. gave to us in the gift, <laughs> it remains. Exactly. So, so yeah, sucker punch. Yeah. That's a weird one because like they started saying stuff about it like a year ago. Yeah. And showed some previews and then it was like maybe I've just had bad luck but I have only seen the preview online. I just I haven't seen much about it. Whereas I think I've seen it every damn time I've gone to the theater since so it weird. became 
something that they put in the theaters. Yeah. So I mean, it still looks. Looks yeah, fun. It I've looks seen basically two different trailers, like not much different. They just kind of one's a little bit longer than the other. Um, has a little bit more before they go into Crazy World. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, and I still don't know what the hell's going on in that movie. I don't either. But I mean, and that's I, probably good. I, it's probably good. I don't know enough until about he it. does something absolutely horrible. And granted, I have not seen the Owl movie. Um, Zack Snyder's got a the Gahuli movie. Zack Snyder's got a pass for a while for me. Yeah, um, as far as I'm concerned, I'll at least see it. I, I mean, it looks I, like it's going to be really. I will pretty. probably even watch the Owl movie. I actually heard it's not bad. Like for a kids movie, it's it's well done. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I don't. I couldn't give two shits about owls. You know, in general, but <laughs> hey, man, three D owl fighting. Sure. You know, it's I, what but the world had been waiting. For. I've watched. I've watched worse things. You know. Mm-hmm. So why not someday? But well, yeah, why don't you watch it and let us know how it I is? I probably will have to. Yeah, and of course he's the uh, he's the helmer of the. Once again, Superman reboot that's supposedly mm-hmm. happening in the, the Snyder Nolan Superman thing yeah. with the British dude. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So as who long knows? as he's not a stalker, I don't care. That's fine. More punching shit, less yep. peeping. And and as long as it doesn't involve lifting things. Okay. Because that's all he did. He stalked and he lifted in Superman Returns. Mm. <laughs> okay. And then he played bass. Oh, wait. Different movie. Ah, uh, ha, ha. Uh, I see what you did there. Yep. Oh, that sounds like a transition. Why don't you take it away? Is it? Yeah. It just became okay, I'll, I'll throw it in re- away. I'll throw it in real quickly. Um, my girlfriend made me watch Deuce Bigelow. Okay. So then we watched Scott Pilgrim. Okay. Level she, up. Yep. She liked it, so I didn't have to break up with her. Sweet. Yeah. And you didn't hate Deuce Bigelow, so vice I, n- versa. I actually didn't hate it. I. But keep in mind, my mindset going into Deuce Bigelow was... I'm going to get a brain enema, and this is going to be among the worst things I've ever seen. Okay, it wasn't. Well, it's certain. Yeah, it's certain. It was pretty average, but it's pretty it's bad. Still, but it's, it's still not, kind of no. There's some right. fun stuff in it. I laughed more in, than watching that than I did watching Zoolander a couple weeks ago. Okay, so if that tells you anything, probably because Zoolander, all the good jokes have been spoiled for me Which already. Is now, mm-hmm. kind of a vacant void. I know, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just throwing okay. it in there. Right. I'm catching up on. Okay, comedy comedies that you missed. Comedies right. that I missed. Well, I'll I'll just say this very briefly about the Deuce Bigelow thing. I think the first movie is very, very, very funny. Um, you know, it's got some it's got some great moments. It would not be nearly as funny without Eddie Griffin. Yes, um, he pretty much makes the movie well, and, and and the detective guy. Yeah, the detective guy. I don't even remember who it is that plays him, but he's pretty awesome. But that is a case where the second one is so bad. Everyone now remembers the first one as being bad, like mm-hmm. worse than it is. It, it's it's one of those sequels that is like it just ruined both of them. You know, it's like a carryover thing, mm-hmm. kind of like I mean, this is not exactly in the same league because I don't think the first one is even as strong as the first Deuce Bigelow. But like, it's kind of like what we say about the scary movie franchise. The you know the original of the what has become worse and worse and worse sequel clan. Mm-hmm. The first movie's pretty funny. You know, it's definitely got some moments. But the others are so bad that it's just dragged it down where it's like you say scary movie and you're like, fuck, you know, because you just think you can't separate yourself from these sequels that are mm-hmm. progressively worse and worse and worse. I and saw that. a preview for the next Scream movie. Yes. Yeah. That does exist, which I think is still the weirdest thing about scary movie and probably its biggest crime is don't spoof a spoof, you know? Yeah. yeah. Scream was a spoof. I kind of like <laughs> just and, saying. Yeah. 
Now, now the sequel looks like another spoof. Of right. Spoof. Yeah, it looks like a spoof <laughs> of the original four. or something. Uh, yeah. um, but that actually kind of made me want to go back and watch Scream, because I can't remember any of it now. Oh, I've, I've seen the first one a ton of times. It's the sequels I can't tell you much about at all. Three, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even tell you yeah. anything about three. So. Yeah, I haven't seen I any of I remember two sequels, being funny just... because it was all let's make fun of sequels and what horror movie mm-hmm. sequels do. But yeah, three, couldn't tell you jack shit about. But... Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, my girlfriend's summary of Scott Pilgrim was Yeah, that's a very you movie. That's fair. So I was like, I'll accept that. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Fair enough. I'll yep. allow it. Yep. S- speaking of girlfriends, yeah. As I seg away. Um my Seg away, sir. Um Go Dean Cameron. Segway. <laughs> um God, that's terrible. <laughs> um That's a huge that's a bitch. stretch. Um I saw this uh, this past Friday, I saw the mechanic. Uh, it's oh, the f- mechanic. The mechanic, yeah, foreign film uh, starring mm-hmm. Jason Statham. I um I liked it more than I kind of more than I thought it would deserve somehow, which is which is a weird way to say it, but if you understand me, then y- you know what I mean. Um, but it was really quite fun. Um, guns, explosions, uh, more guns and more explosions. And then some explosions followed up by some guns. And um, I had a really good time with it. Um, my girlfriend really liked it too, but she's a big, big, big Jason Statham fan. Mm-hmm. So she was like, ooh, I want one of those. And I was like, one of what? She said, Jason Statham. And, you know, so of course she liked it. But I had a lot of fun with it. And the movie poster is a gun made of guns. And I, that's been said many, 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 many times, but I like it. Yeah. And it's... Have it's, you watched the retro trailer yet? No, I haven't. I haven't okay. watched the retro trailer. You're going to have to watch that after this. I really want that movie poster now. Like, <laughs> now that I've seen it and I like the movie, I want the poster. Because mm-hmm. it's a really, really nicely designed poster. Christmas is only 10 months away. I know. Everybody save up your nickels mm-hmm. so that you can buy me a mechanic movie poster. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one that got some enjoyment out of the mechanic. Yeah. I did not see the mechanic. Now, I also yeah. want to see... Um, the original, the uh, Charles Bronson, Charles Bronson uh, yeah, version, the Chuck B version, mm-hmm. the Chuck B remix. Yes, I would like to see it because my dad remarked that he had liked it hmm. back in the day. Since my dad has officially manned up, I can appreciate his opinion again. <laughs> nice, uh, good deal. Right, I what saw else? a movie. What'd you say? Uh, in my quest to further seeing more. Oscar movies, I decided what? to watch uh, Winter's Bone. Winter's Bone. Yeah. And I will refrain from any horrible jokes made on Bone. the long dead Wayne's World franchise that was tarnished on Saturday Night Live. God, that was a terrible Bone. Yeah, that was oh, let Let sleeping dogs lie sometimes to people. But uh, yeah, I have to say this about Winter's Bone. It's good. I don't think it's best picture of the year good, but maybe... Maybe with them needing to have ten movies, I I guess throw it a winner's bone. I suppose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I you know I don't I don't know. It's just I think this movie is like kind of getting a little bit too much credit because the world seems kind of obsessed with this new world, like underworld of of redneck meth dealers. I mean, because you've got basically like Sons of Anarchy, you've got Breaking Bad, you've got mm-hmm. all these different shows about making meth it's like the new thing they're the group it's okay to pick on <laughs> i guess it's it's just 
It's just weird. I mean, you know, there are good performances in it. You know, and I'm, you know, I don't, I don't feel bad having watched it. It's just kind of one of those movies. It's like when it was over, it was like, yeah, okay, that was that was that was pretty good. It's just it's it's weird to me because it seems to be like it's trying to be like the Godfather of that you know that group of people, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's nowhere near a strong kind of movie like like the Godfather. I mean that stands out as yeah it's about gangsters, but that's what they do is never really even the plot of that movie. It's it's a family story. That's what makes the Godfather interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, this seemed more like. I, you know, this, this is almost going to sound like I'm really like putting it down, but this seemed more like the hillbilly version of like New Jack City, Com- mm. you know, told from an outsider's point of view, where it's not you know the like, rise. What, and- what is the plot of okay. Mayor's Bone? I know nothing about it except okay. it's nominated for Oscar stuff. Right. Basically, this girl is looking for her father because her father was supposed to make a court date, and he skipped out on his on his bond, and he put the home and everything up for his bond. And has disappeared, and he's mm. a loser, drug dealer. He's left her, who's seventeen years old, to take care of the two younger kids, and her mother, who's on some kind of medication. She's just gone, basically, like depressed okay. and you know not helpful at all. Yeah. So the seventeen-year-old girl's taking care of the family, basically. Okay. So she goes looking for her father, and you know goes deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole of this meth underworld in rural Missouri, basically. And okay. uh, you know, there's there's good performances and it's and it's pretty well written, but it's just it seems like it's just getting more praise than it deserves, almost because it's like kind of the fad thing, you know. Like we're interested in the meth dealer in the underworld, the yeah. underbelly of that now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as I as I finished watching, it, I was like, that was kind of like the the god dying father. <laughs> you know, that's what I kind of felt like, you know. Because that's, I mean, yeah, it's like as 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 she goes deeper and deeper in, you start to realize like there's this weird hierarchy of, you know, hillbilly, you know, scum of the earth people that are, you know, got some kind of weird code and can't, can barely speak. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it's so, strange. And it's like, it's one of those kind of, it's almost one of those movies that it's like, it's kind of uncomfortable the whole movie to watch because you're like, God, please tell me people like this don't exist, but you know, they do, <laughs> you know, through the whole thing, you know, as she goes deeper and deeper down this rabbit hole. Man. But yeah, the, the two people that are up for acting nominations, I can agree with. They're both really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like so. Best, would you recommend picture? seeing it? Yeah, it's it's probably worth seeing. Being a, being a good mind frame for it, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's not a happy tale. <laughs> you know, it's not the feel good comedy no, of the summer. No, there's like it's it's full of gravitas. There is no lightheartedness <laughs> in this whole. Man. There's like no lightheartedness in this whole movie. I mean, it's like, it's pretty punishing the whole way through. It's, it's Just very, wait till summer's bone. I mean, even like something like, I mean, something really dark, like No Country or, or There Will Be Blood mm-hmm. had moments where it was like of, of lightheartedness a little bit, yeah. you know, where you're like, ha ha, this was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, the whole movie through. But yeah. 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 I will, I'll say John Hawks, the guy who plays a character named Teardrop, pretty fucking awesome. I, I mean, out of the movie, I mean, I thought the girl did good because it's kind of a hard role to play for someone so young. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but he is just, he's terrifyingly awesome in the movie. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just, maybe not best picture decent though. That's good. But I'm going to, I'm going to try to make it through at least the other best picture ones that I haven't seen before we talk Oscar picks next week. <sighs> Craziness. Because it's that time. Yep. I have one more I saw. Okay. I saw Exit Through the Gift Shop. Oh yeah. Hey. The street art documentary by Banksy. 
mm-hmm. and kind of by Terry Guetta. <laughs> right. Yeah. Those were air this, quotes for documentary, by the way. Yeah. Um, this would have been in my top five if I had watched it last year. Okay. I'm just going to put that out there right now. This movie's fucking genius. <laughs> I mean, there, I don't know any other way to describe it because it... <laughs> That's it, two movies from last year I've undersold, apparently, to it, Mackie. It turns, like, it, there's a certain point because it's... The story is this crazy French guy apparently, like, films everything. Everything. All the time. And gets into the street art world because his cousin is a guy named Space Invader who made these little tiles that look like Space Invaders and would tape them up all over the city. And, you know, so they, they he got into the whole street art scene from that and then starts following everybody. And Banksy's kind of like his white whale, like the one guy nobody knows who he is and nobody can get in touch with him. And basically ends up finally getting in touch with him. And Banksy, you know, after he films him a bit, says why don't you actually make a movie out of all this stuff that you've got? And the guy comes back and the movie is just like completely unwatchable, like nonsense. Forbidden zone. <laughs> like, Oh God. Like, like just like the 45 seconds to a minute and a half of it that they show is yeah. just like headache inducing. It's like, Oh my God. <laughs> like it's almost indescribable how chaotic it is. So he says, why don't you go make some street art and I'll, I'll put your movie together for you. And that's when the movie turns and just becomes something else entirely that basically to, I mean, I I guess it's giving it away, but I mean, it's all stuff that occurred and this is why people aren't sure if it's a documentary or not. Because there are people seem to be very fervent on either side that either everything that happens from that point is faked or it's real. And nobody's really sure and nobody can prove it because for the most part, nobody knows who Banksy is and nobody's sure if this is all set up by him or not, but pretty much Terry becomes the biggest ripoff artist on the planet and just makes, just starts putting up stuff that looks exactly like Banksy and looks exactly like Shepard Fairey and just has groups of people putting this stuff together for him eventually, like mortgages his house and sells his business and just starts this studio with, you know, all on, you know, just hiring people on day rates and just putting together random pop art for him. So he's like not even making any art. He's just like telling people, Hey, I want Elvis holding a toy machine gun. That's green. And so they, you know, mock up something, then print it up. And there you go. There's your piece of art. And eventually he, (laughs) he has a huge gallery show and makes like over a million dollars selling all this crappy artwork. That's basically just a rip off of everything else. Awesome. And it's all hype because he gets, he gets, you know, he uses quotes from Banksy and from Shepard Ferry and all these other really famous guys that promote him. So he uses all the promotion and gets all this hype. And there's people outside of the freaking show who have never seen anything he's done. And they're all like, yeah, I can't wait to see all the genius that's inside. You know, so it's kind of like the movie suddenly becomes, hey, this is what all you fucking stupid people have done to the art world and to society in general is it doesn't matter how much talent you have. It doesn't matter if you've ripped off everything else. You can still be considered a genius and make millions of dollars. So it's kind of, that's why I think like this was probably the smartest movie that came out last year, in my opinion, that I, you know, I mean, I haven't seen everything yet, but obviously, but there's so much going on as far as the art world, as far as society, as far as so many things that it does both a satire and it's just really a sad commentary. And the movie basically ends with them going, yeah, if I had to do it again, I probably wouldn't have told him to start making street art, (laughs) (laughs) but 
you know, it's, it's, you know, and when you think about it, you get stuff like, like, this is how we have Justin Bieber's of the world. Cause Justin Bieber, his music doesn't sound like anything you haven't heard a billion times before. Yet he's yeah. got his own 3D biography movie, you know, all this sort of hype and bullshit about him. It's the same sort of thing that this guy Terry has. Where it's just as long as you package something well, hey, guess what? It's going to sell. And yep. it's kind of a depressing movie, but it's it was really good, I thought. I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I just... I don't know if I put that I much just, stock into it. Yeah, but yeah, but seriously, I just I thought this movie was complete genius the way they did it because if it had just stayed a straight up, hey, street artists are the only genuine artists left in the world, you know, which is kind of where it starts off at. Like, movie probably would have sucked pretty bad. Yeah, I, I gotta be honest. There was a lot of those people I was like, just ready to. If I'd seen them, I would have punched them in the face and be like, I, I understand. Mm-hmm. You know, graffiti is not necessarily a, a crime. Per se, I mean, I, I understand that whole argument of art versus defacement and things yeah. like that. But I mean, some of those people were just taking their shit way too serious. Oh yeah, you know, it's like they'd go somewhere and put like a word on a building, and it's like that's art, and it's like no, you just stenciled up some fucking words on a building. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, but yeah, and that's what I find interesting about all of it is it's it's such a heavy critique on the art world in general, you know, and the, and everyone's saying that basically art is dead, which it kind of is, you know, as far as fine art goes, we're not going anywhere from here. Like this is all it's become is gimmicks and hype. Yeah. And this movie shows that so perfectly. And that's why I don't even care if it was faked or not. Yeah. Art has always been well, gimmicks I, and hype. I don't want to necessarily even get off 14th century. Too popular art has always yeah. been gimmicks and hype. That's kind of true. That's actually what I was about to say is like, mm-hmm. I don't want to get off on like art discussion, but I mean. That's the end of it. I mean, that's that's all you need to say. Well, yeah. I mean, you've got popular art, but I mean, most of the time, like what we consider the great masterpieces of the world were not famous at the time that the person we we've just become a microwave generation where it's like if if i haven't heard of this now and i'm not famous now this doesn't mean anything and it never will Mm -hmm. and unfortunately so many things have been just shoveled aside because it's not popular in the moment i mean think about how many bands you've you've gone back and listened to and gone like oh shit that was actually like really good and i just kind of never listened to anything zero <laughs> but like, like you know, like you'll listen yeah. to like a one hit, and all of a sudden you put that back in. Like, oh shit, I still have the CD, and you put it in. And you're like, damn, the rest of this album's really good. There's a reason why they made one good hit. They're actually kind of talented, or mm-hmm. or sometimes you put it in. It's like, yeah, they had one manufactured hit and a, a boatload of shit on the rest of that CD, and they, that's why you never heard of them ever again. Mm-hmm. So I mean, to judge everything here and now and in the moment just doesn't work, yeah. especially in the art world, because some people are just ahead of their time. Some people are terrible and they just, you know, have yeah. hype behind them. You know, who knows? There's, there's a million different factors. I can agree with that. Yeah. I, I just, you know, it's mm-hmm. funny just because some of the stuff, when they ask him about specific pieces, he's like, Oh, well, why did you, what did, why did you give the Elvis, the machine gun? What are you trying to say? And he's just like, I just thought it looked cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's kind of like, right. You know, basically admitting, yeah, none of this has any meaning. Right. And yeah. that's kind of, I, I just, I, I ate that stuff up. It okay. was I, I thought it was absolutely genius. Okay. And it would have been my top five in my top five from last year. Fair enough. I'm well, interested so, to see it. I'll make it there eventually. Yeah. It's free. And I will say Netflix. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is on Netflix. Um my girlfriend fell asleep. Said it was it's, boring. It's not for everybody. Well well she she was bored by the narration. Ah. Okay. And I think she kind of felt 
kind of like you did where it was like, well, these guys are just kind of dicks. Yeah, they kind of introduce you to a lot of dicks right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> it's the art world. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's full of dicks. Well, Shepard Fairy seems It's so like a okay. Richard convention. You know, and what little bit you, you hear Banksy speak, if it's really him or not, you know, that's that's the kind of thing about him is he's so far out there, there may not even be an actual Banksy. It could be a group mm-hmm. of people. It a could collective. Be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's, that's kind of what I've figured at this point. Either there isn't a Banksy... Mm-hmm. And or there isn't a Banksy, or you know, it's there's a collective yeah. Banksy. I think Banksy's a from the pay pay only area of 4chan. Nice, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, that Banksy like, equals if, anon. Sure, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm trying to say. Could yeah. be, but I I don't know. I I personally don't think it's faked. Okay, I think it's just one of those things that is so fucking ridiculous that. It had to have happened that way. And I'm, I'm more of the conspiracy theorist person. I think it's all a fake and that the ultimate thing will be to somehow, if he wins an Oscar for a documentary, air quotes mm-hmm. again. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, number one, how he accepts. You know, Pranked! Knows, you know, I mean, I'll have Ashton Kutcher He'll just roll accepted. out like a big piece of art with like two middle fingers or something, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, fuck all of you pretentious Hollywood fuckers and, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Who knows? Are there like, they'll carry like a, like a, a Banksy signature yeah. with an Oscar on it I mean, up on the stage. F- fuck. All I know is that, you know, I don't necessarily always sit and watch all the Oscars. I am definitely watching that section of the Oscars this mm-hmm. year when it happens because. And <laughs> be the one people care about the documentary yeah. the most. <laughs> yeah, because if somehow, I mean, I honestly think that it's like he's either absolutely not going to win because the, the stuck up people that vote in the Academy are going to be like, we don't want to give this guy an avenue to say anything, or they're going to vote just because it's like, Shit, we have got to see what happens should he win an Oscar, you know, kind of thing. It like, won't win because, like, there's... I know there's real... There are, I'm sure there's a Holocaust documentary in there. <laughs> well, there's the war. Because <laughs> well, that's, that's what happens every fucking year. Well, in all seriousness, there is, like, the war one and Restrepo and things yep. like that. But Yep. Know. So, yeah, I mean, it... it like really, I said, it, it seems like... We, well, I just want them to cut to him in the audience wearing a hoodie. <laughs> and, like, that monkey mask. Yeah. Because that would be awesome. It won't be him. I know. I know, it... it I guarantee it would be somebody yeah. else. Or there'll be like four, four guys like that. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm just saying like there could be enough of the Oscar committee that says, I-, I know these are important documentaries and they mean something and they're about real important things, but we have got to vote for this just to see what happens. There could be enough of that. Oh, I hope anarchist so. Anarchist flavor in Hollywood. But I knows? hope so, but I don't see it. Happening. Probably not. Who knows? It might work. And he doesn't it. have enough money to push behind it. <laughs> you know, well, it, <laughs> it could just, it's, it could be just funny enough just to get to the point where they're like going through the nominees to see what they pan out to in the crowd because mm-hmm. it's probably not going to be Banksy. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Whatever. But but definitely, I movie well worth seeing. Okay. Sorry, you have to have a last name to win an Oscar. <laughs> Cher? Tell that to Cher won an Oscar. She's got a last name. Though. Cher. I don't think so. She does. Uh, what, Cher, what Bono. <laughs> Cher, yeah, Bono. Cher Bono. Yeah, Cher Bono. Not anymore. Oh. She didn't, she didn't remarry, did she? I don't know. She remarried See? someone named Cher. Cher, Cher. Cher, Cher. Cher, Cher. Yep. All right. <sighs> so you I guys got anything else? The rails. Or is it I'm, contact? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm wrapped up. I don't think I have anything left. All right, BJ. Why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with us? Uh, website, bmfcast.com. Facebook, facebook.com slash bmfcast. iTunes, search for the Bad Movie Fiends podcast. Rate us, review us, subscribe. Five stars, please. Twitter, twitter.com slash bmfcast. Email bmf at bmfcast.com. 
And the most important thing you can ever do with your life, just like Clint, Buck, and Max did this week, 910-5-JOCKS-BMF, 910-556-9263. Call us, leave us a message, tell us about stuff. You can even tell us about your Oscar pick, if you wish, since that's what we're doing next episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Send us some... Send us some Oscar picks. Yeah. We'll keep it the like most you know, best picture of the year, maybe director. So anyway. Let's get out of here, shall we? All right. Sounds good. All right. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. And I'm the Beach. And this is Bamcast Out. Yeah.